1: In the back of my mind, I truly don't think it was until I landed the job on Dancing with the Stars that I realized, I'm like, wait a second, this is my career. I don't need to go to college and do that thing to like figure out what I wanna do. Like, this is what I wanna do. And I now am in a place where it can be what I can do. It can be how I make my income and like support myself.
0: Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Barbu. And today's episode, I am interviewing someone that I think you guys are going to be obsessed with if you're not obsessed with her already. Her name is Lindsay Arnold, and you might know her from Dancing with the Stars. She is one of those people that when she gets on the call, it's just so nice. Like, it's like to the point where there's not that many people that nice that exist anymore. And you're just like shocked and taken aback by how sweet she is. And it's not that type of like, oh, you're just like acting sweet. Like, no, no, no. She is genuine. She's so nice. She just sounds like the most caring person. And after literally the first five minutes of speaking to her, I was like, we need to be friends. I think that you're just going to love her energy, her enthusiasm. And it's going to be an episode where you're going to learn a lot about kind of the behind the scenes of Dancing with the Stars, the behind the scenes of So You Think You Can Dance, how to make your passion into your job, and I just wanted to hear her story. Like, honestly, I was, I used this to my advantage. I was like, listen, give me the details on your life. Tell me how you became a famous dancer. Tell me the behind the scenes. I want to know. And it kind of felt like girl talk a little bit. Not like, I mean, girl talk kind of sounds weird, but it, it just was like, I was just using this to like really ask questions and like as if we were catching up over drinks or something like that. So I think you guys are going to like it a lot and I am just very excited for you to hear this episode. I also hope that you've been loving the solo episodes because I really want to continue to do them very frequently. I just feel like I've opened up so much more on my podcast and it's brought me a lot of joy because so many people have been DMing me about my podcast lately and in 2023, I want to step it up. So I have a call with my team. Team on Monday, actually. I think by the time you're listening to this, that call has already happened, but we're talking about goals for 2023 and how I really, really want to level up my podcast this year and just like double the listeners, like make it just better overall, promote it more to just do a better job in general with the pod. So this is my ask for you guys please give me feedback please tell me what you want to listen to what type of guests you want I want to have big guests on I want to have people that are inspiring I want to do more solo episodes that provide value so please 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 this is your sign like do not just listen to this and continue on with the episode please dm me what you want to listen to this podcast because I have been kind of in a podcast rut lately where I'm kind of over the podcast that I've been listening to for a while. Like some of my top podcasts from my Spotify wrap this year, I like don't even really listen to anymore because I've kind of gotten just like tired of it and I'm looking for something new. And listen, that happens all the time with content creators, podcasts with any like Anything on social media, but I don't want that to happen with this podcast. So please let me know how to refresh this, how to make it new, how to make it just better, because I want to keep improving and I want to provide value. There's some podcasts I listen to where I just want to kind of like have fun, turn it on in the background and like act like I'm like a fly on the wall listening to their conversation, which is where I feel like this one landed. Like this episode with Lindsay was definitely like two friends chatting. But on the other hand, I also want episodes where you're like, oh my God, I learned so much from this episode. Every single person in my contacts needs to listen to this. So let me know what you want to hear. And that's just going to help me out a lot. But anyways, I don't want to keep rambling and begging you for your feedback. So let's welcome Lindsay to the show. Hello, Lindsay. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you
1: for having me. I am so excited.
0: Me too. I was telling you about earlier before we started recording, but I know a lot of my viewers or my listeners are very pumped for this episode, and as am I. So let's just jump into the first part of the episode, which is setting the record straight. And that's it. Yeah, I asked some stereotypes, some assumptions, and then you let me know if they're true or false. Oh, amazing. I love this. Okay, let's do it. So the first one is that there is a lot of pressure when your passion becomes your
1: career. Absolutely. But then also on the other side, it's like, it's really fun to work, but love your work. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's like a really special thing that I am so grateful for that I have truly loved every single venture that I've been able to go on. And I think it has really helped. But then there's also that pressure because you do love and care about it so much. It's like it's a, a two way street, but I would say more on the good end that it's more of a positive because you're getting to do what you love every single day. And it makes that hard work and the stresses and all the things that come with that makes it so much more worth it when you truly love what you are doing.
0: Yeah. Do you agree with the statement of like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your
1: life? I totally do. But then at the same time, like, I do believe it's still fully like, it is work. And it's hard. And I think that added pressure of because you love it so much. And because the ventures and the different things that you put yourselves into, like you believe in it so much, you love it so much that it takes a toll. It's not a job where you just clock in clock out, which that has other stresses and other difficulties with it. So it's like, I think no matter what you do, when you're somebody who works hard, it can definitely take its toll. But I do feel that it's not like I look at it like, oh, I got to go to work today. It's like, Mm -hmm. I love this so much. I want to do everything I can to make it happen. So yes, I do agree with that sentiment a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I also think there's a lot of moments like, of course, when you're doing what you love, it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't have stress, like you said, but it kind of
1: motivates you to get out of bed, though. And it motivates you to go, because you still have your mission and your why. Absolutely. It's like the stress is not because you're like, I hate this. It's because it's like, I just want to do a good job. And that's a really motivating factor. So it's almost like motivating stress. So yes, I agree completely. I like that. I haven't heard of the like motivating stress, but I definitely think
0: that that's a differentiator. Yeah, I think it can be a thing. I totally do. And then the next one is that social media is toxic.
1: Okay. Yes and no. I wouldn't say that just as a whole, that it's just toxic because I think that that's putting like a blanket statement over something that can also be really beautiful. I think that there can definitely be a lot of toxic things about social media. It can be very draining. It can be a place where people spread hate judgments. It's an easy way for online trolls to go and bully people. And that part of social media, I absolutely hate. But then there's that other side that is so beautiful. The fact that we can be connected in ways that like, I mean, even, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but when I was like a first teenager, 12, 13 years old, like this didn't exist. I couldn't see pictures of my friends. I couldn't stay in touch with like my cousins or my family members. Like that's just not what it was. So I think it's so beautiful that we have this really awesome way of connecting and staying in touch and keeping up with each other's lives. And then also just as much as like social media is a place where people can spread hate, you can also spread love and like support others, be their biggest cheerleader. And you can do that for people you don't even know, which is pretty cool. So I can't say yes, that that is like true in all statements. But I, I think there are definitely parts of it that can be toxic and difficult. But then I think there's way more parts that are beautiful and encouraging and uplifting.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I definitely don't agree that it's like a blanket statement. Yeah, it's good. It's bad. And I'm 26. So when I was growing up, it wasn't a thing. Like I think Instagram became popular when I was like a junior in high school or, yeah, same, you know, so same. it yeah. was way later than kids today are like in fifth grade and, you know, have an Instagram account. up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the Leave-In Conditioner, which I also use, Detox Shampoo, Fragrances, Hair Oils, and Hair Gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So, you can frizz free up your schedule with WAY. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code REALREAL for fifteen percent off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code REALREAL. are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet earnin has you covered for me it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way so whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that i have access to my hard-earned cash when i need it most make earnin a part of your financial routine and join earnins over three and a half million customers who say things like when i think about earnin i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind download earnin today spelled e-a-r-n-i-n in the google play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com/tos for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I also know that you're a mom and I feel like mom shaming and mom hate on the internet is like so different than just like a normal person. Like, do you feel that way from before you were a mom
1: to like now that you are one? Absolutely. Before having my daughter and honestly, before getting pregnant, like I would get the occasional mean comment, like just random, but literally like nothing compares to how much hate I receive on the daily about pregnancy and how I do things in my pregnancy, being a mom, how I raise my child, the things that my daughter does, like it actually is pretty insane. Cause I think a couple of years ago, like like I said, it's like, I get random things here and there, but now it's like, I mean, it's every single day I can find something in my DMS or a comment on a post and it does suck. Like it really does. Cause you're just like, why, like why my question is always just why I think, I think I've moved past the comments, like affecting me or making me rethink any of my decisions. Cause not going to lie as a first time mom, like you're getting all these comments about how you're doing something wrong. And Mm -hmm. you can say all you want, like, oh, I don't care. But at the same time, you're going to sit there and be like, am I doing something wrong? Like, am I a bad mom? Am I not doing things the way I should be? But I think I've kind of moved past that. I mean, every once in a while, it still will get to me, but I've moved past that. And more just like, it frustrates me because I'm just like, why? Like, why does somebody wake up and choose or decide or want to be hateful to somebody else. Like Mm -hmm. why? Like, I just like, I'm so confused every day. I'm just like, what is the motive? Why? And I think it always just comes back to like, they're obviously not happy and they're not in a good place themselves. So I've tried to shift that mindset instead of get angry, kind of maybe have a little bit of empathy and be like, that sucks. That sucks that that's their life. That instead of wanting to be kind to people, they want to be rude or they want to tear somebody down. So it's a crazy world, but yes, the mom shaming and the mom hate has been the most I've received in my whole career. And I mean, I've, I've been on social media and in the public eye for almost 12 years now. And like, mm-hmm. I will say that the most hate I've received has been since becoming a mom, which is crazy. That is insane. And I also,
0: I always just wonder
1: like,
0: like you, like why do
1: people decide
0: to do that? Like, even if you think yeah. someone is doing something differently or you wouldn't do it that way, like what's the point of saying it? Like you can think it, but... <laughs> why would you say that, it?
1: <laughs> that is the crazy thing. Like it's the action. Like it's the actual, like, you know what? I don't know this person, but I'm going to type up something that I really disagree on what they're doing. It's like, it just, it blows my mind. It really does. But I'm just putting it out there. And I'm like, okay, it's because they're very sad. They're in a bad spot. And that kind of helps me shift to maybe like a little bit of empathy. At least I try to have empathy, but it's hard. It really is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, I've been on social media for a long time also, and I don't ever get like, an insane amount of hate or anything like that, but even just like the little comments every now and then we'll get to you. So major yeah. props to you for not like letting it well, stick thanks. to you.
1: <laughs> I try. It's, it takes a lot of practice. And honestly, it's just because it's happened so much at this point that it's like, I'm kind of just numb to it. Like, it's just like, okay, what are we going to hear today? Honestly, it's like, now I'm like, okay, what are people anytime I post? I'm like, okay, what's it going to be this time? Like what yeah. are they going to come on this time? So I kind of expect it. I'm used to it. So it makes it a little bit easier, but it does suck. And like, I used to just ignore it and never acknowledge it, but I'm starting to acknowledge it a little bit more because I just kind of want people to understand that like, when you do these things, it's not just like a random comment that you send to a nobody person. Like you're sending those things to a person that has feelings, that has emotions that they go through. And like, I think it's just important to make people aware of like what they're actually doing so that maybe they can look at it and go, oh, okay, maybe I actually shouldn't do that. Maybe that mm-hmm. wasn't worth me voicing my opinion on something. Yeah, I agree the next
0: one is that it's hard to have work-life balance.
1: Yes, that honestly is, I can agree with that completely. I work from home. I'm literally sitting in my bedroom right now. My daughter is outside with our nanny. So it's like, it is, it's a balance. Like it's tough because I always think like it would be a lot I I would appreciate, but then also I I think that has its, hard things too. I'm like, oh, it'd be so much easier if I just like went to an office all day. I wasn't at home feeling like the balance, but then at the same time if I was at an office all day, I'd wish that I was home. So, mm-hmm. I think as a mom, that work-life balance is so so hard because you're constantly feeling either guilty that you're not spending enough time with your kids or guilty that you're not working hard enough and getting enough s- stuff done. And especially in like the business that we are both in, it's like social media and having that online presence and being an influencer per se, it's like you kind of determine how much you're going to put into it. And the more work you put into it, the better outcome you're going to get. So it's that constant. It's not like I go to work every day and I have my nine to five. And then when I'm done at five, it's like I've completed my day. It's like in the back of my mind, it's always like, well, if I just did a little bit more today, then I'd probably get more of this or I'd do more of it, bring more opportunities for me. So it's just that constant battle of like, okay, feel like I did enough work stuff to feel accomplished in the day, but then also still have that, like, fill my cup of mom life and making sure I'm doing enough with my toddler. And yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. I'm still big. I definitely have not figured it out at all, but it's a day to day thing. And I think it probably always will be. Yeah. I know. I can't even imagine having to juggle because right
0: now, I mean, it's just me. Like, I'm just struggling myself, my social life. That's tough too, though. And work. <laughs> it is so, tough. Yeah. I can't imagine having like a family that you also have to balance with. So that's another layer that I think is such a challenge that people don't really think about until they get in that position.
1: It truly is. But I will say like, I am so grateful that I can do my work from home. Cause like I said, it's like, I always say, I'm like, Oh, if I could just go to an office all day, that'd be so much easier. But then I think of the moms who do do that and they have to leave their kids all day for work to provide for their family. And I'm like, props to you because that is so hard too. And like, there really is no like perfect scenario for a working mom and whatever your situation is like, I'm like, that's just incredible. Whatever people are making work to be able to support their families is truly amazing. And I, I know that all moms out there feel that mom guilt, but I'm trying to be better about it and understand that like supporting my family and working hard is so helpful and beneficial for my kids as well. So it's a tough line, a tough balance I have to figure out.
0: Yeah. Well, shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk about fitness since that's something that's been such a big part of your life. I'm curious, has it always been a big part of your life? Like when did you start getting into fitness, dance, like movement in general?
1: Okay. So good question because movement has always been a part of my life. I started dancing when I was like three years old. I never stopped. Like growing up, all I did was dance. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't work out. I didn't, I didn't even actually, what's so funny is I didn't even have a PE class because I didn't like, kindergarten through sixth grade. But once I got to high school, I was able to like do my credits through dancing. So I didn't even have to go to PE at school. Like all I did to move my body was dance. And then graduating high school, I immediately was out in LA doing my professional career. I was dancing every single day. So that's, that's what I did to stay in shape. But then as I got older and my schedule changed and things changed for me, I remember I was actually on tour with Dancing with the Stars. I was like almost 21 years old. And that is when I went to the gym for the very first time by myself and had to do like sat there. And I was like, what do I even do here? Like, I remember yeah. just being so thrown off because all my life, like dancing is what I did to move my body. And it was as I got a little bit older and wasn't going to dance for nine hours every single day and had those chunks of time where like, maybe it was an off season and I didn't have to dance for a couple months. So, but then I craved that movement. That's where I really had to kind of like find what works for me within the fitness world, not just dancing. And that's kind of when my fitness journey started. I will say it was a hate, hate relationship in the beginning. Like ask any of my friends, they were just like, like, I hated it. I hated go to the gym. I'm like, I don't even even know what to do here. I feel like this is a waste of time. It was it took me a long time to figure out what I actually enjoyed doing, which is something that I think is so important in the fitness space is like, you need to like what you're doing. Otherwise, you're not going to want to do it. But yeah, it wasn't until I was like, almost 21 that I was like, okay, let's find what I like to do. And it took me a while. And a couple of years later, like I finally found like a really good routine that I liked. I found workouts that I enjoyed doing. And that's definitely what propelled me into creating my own program is like I believe that loving what you're doing with your body is so important because if you're forcing your body to do something it hates you're not going to feel motivated or satisfied, or I just don't believe it's going to give you the results that you're looking for. So that's kind of what propelled me into that space.
0: Yeah. I mean, I never grew up having like a steady like fitness routine or like movement routine or anything like that. But I yeah. remember when I went to college, it was the first time I actually like went to the gym like alone as well. And I had no idea what to do. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, okay, yeah. like, the guys are over here with their weights and like, I want to do that, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm going to start with like five pounds and it's gonna be so embarrassing. And I just was so embarrassed to go and do something and I didn't know what to do. So it took me like years to really get the courage to like be confident going into a gym and like knowing what I'm doing and like being confident of where I'm at, like with my fitness level before I like could actually do that. Like I was terrified. I was like, I'm just going to walk on the treadmill for a little bit because I had no idea what to do.
1: Totally. I think I'm sure we've all had that moment. So it's kind of comforting because I'm like, okay, it wasn't just me, but it is scary. And it's like being uncomfortable. Nothing is worse than that. And that's something that like especially with my program, I really want to help people with like, take the question mark out of like, what am I supposed to do? Like, here's a program for you. I'm going to walk you through what you should do. Um, we have so many different, like we have a beginner program an advanced program. We have so many different types of workouts. And I did that because of those people that are like, this is the first, I just feel like we don't realize how many people maybe are starting a fitness journey for the very first time ever. And kind of going back to that mindset of where I was of like looking for answers, trying to figure out what to do, trying to find a place that made me feel comfortable and like not intimidated. Cause that's a huge thing too, in the fitness space is everything can be and feel so intimidating. And I absolutely hate that. So I totally agree. And like, I think there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way.
0: When were you able to make kind of like your passion? So I know now you obviously have your program. You've moved on from Dancing with the Stars from that kind of era in your life. But before that, how did you even get the chance to actually begin a career doing what you love, which is dancing? Like, did you start right off the bat at 18 or what was that process like?
1: Yeah. So looking back, I got extremely lucky. Like I do believe that I set myself up to be prepared for moments like that. But then also looking on like a lot of things fell into place. And I was very, very blessed in the way that everything happened. Like I said, I danced all growing up all through high school when I was in my senior year of high school. Well, So You Think You Can Dance was a television show that a dance show that like was at its prime. I watched every season. I was like, this is the cool show ever. And they used to travel. They don't really do it anymore. But they used to travel to like, tons of different cities across the US and hold auditions. And it was just open auditions. Anybody could turn up pretty crazy. And they actually came to Salt Lake City. Now the crazy thing is you have to be 18 years old at the audition, like the time of the audition, you have to be 18 years old. I turned 18, my birthday's January 11th, And the auditions were end of January in Salt Lake City, which is like 30 minutes from where I I was born and raised. So I, I heard about it. I'm like, I'm definitely not doing that. There's no way I'm going to make it. My mom was like, no, you're going, sorry. Like you're (laughs) going to do this, which I'm so grateful she did. But I went to that audition I made it through the first round. And then a couple months later, like while I was still in high school, this was my senior year. They had their second round, which was Vegas week. If you've seen the show and I made it through that, then I had to wait a couple more weeks and it was like 40 of us left and they were cutting it down to the top 20, which would be like the people that got to go on the live show and waited a couple more weeks, find out that I get on that show and literally graduated end of May. I was down in Los Angeles, like second week in June, moved all my stuff down there. We started filming the show and it just happened so fast like that. I was so blessed that like everything timing wise kind of fell into place. But yeah, so down there was in the top 20, was on the live show, made it until like the last, I think I made it to the quarterfinals. And then from there, it was like, okay, now there's a tour. So all the dancers are going on a tour with So You Think You Can Dance. So then it was like tour right away. And then while I was on tour is actually when the Dancing with the Stars producers reached out to me because they had seen me on So You Think You Can Dance. And they're like, we're looking at you for this season. Finished the tour, went home for about a month, get a call guess what? We have a partner for you. We need you in LA tomorrow. And it was just like, so crazy, so fast, such a whirlwind, which I think looking back on it was such a blessing, because I think if I had too much time to think about it, prepare for it, I would have just like self-sabotaged. So it was kind of good that I just got thrown into everything. And yeah, and it was like, it was just like that. So within a year of graduating high school, I was fully living out in LA and just pursuing my professional dancing career. Wow. Is it what you expected? Like, is it? Yeah. Not at all. So first of all, I didn't even want to audition for So You Think because I was like, I'm not going to make it like that's so embarrassing. So did not think that I was good enough to do any of these things. And I actually had a full ride scholarship and was like enrolled in classes to go to college that fall. So I was going to take the summer off of school and then start in the fall. And when I got on So You Think You Can Dance, I was like, okay, the show's in the summer. So then I'll still go to college in the fall. Then they ask us to go on tour. I'm like, okay, I'll push it to the spring, push it to the spring. And then dancing with the stars reaches out. So it's like, in the back of my mind, I truly don't think it was until I landed the job on dancing with the stars that I realized I'm like, wait a second, like, this is my career. I don't need to go to college and do that thing to like figure out what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do. And I now am in a place where it can be what I can do. It can be how I make my income and like support myself. So, but it is funny looking back on my mentality. Like, I did not foresee it at all. I obviously, like, it was always a dream of mine. Like, 100% was. Always a dream, but I just guess I didn't really ever think that it was like a dream that I could actually achieve, if that makes sense, which I'm so mad at myself for thinking that way. But I think that's, I think me as a person, I'm someone who like needs to know and plan and like have something I can count on. So it was always just like college, like that's what I'm gonna do. Gotta go to college because I don't know what could happen with my career, but I'm really grateful that things happened the way that they did.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's incredible. And if it didn't happen, you definitely wouldn't have the career that you had today. And if it wasn't, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you were to go to college, what did you plan on doing? Were you going to do dance in college as well, or were you going to do something totally different?
1: I actually wasn't. I was going to study physical therapy. I really wanted to be a sports therapist. Like I just felt like that was very in tune with like what I know and like kind of what I was doing. I have always been really into medical stuff. My mom was a physical therapist. My dad is a doctor. So it was kind of just like the natural progression. But then like looking back and thinking of me doing that, like it's just so interesting, like such a different path of life came my way. And I think this one is so much more true to who I am and who I've become. But yeah, I like that was my plan. Like I was like, this is what I'm doing and I got to stick to it and get it done. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. But that was my plan. And now I'm like, I can't even imagine if that was what I was doing. It would be such a different world for me. Mm -hmm. And were people supportive in you doing that, the more
0: non-traditional
1: path? Absolutely. My family was the most supportive ever, which I'm so grateful for, because I think there are people out there who maybe have family or people around them that are like, don't do that. You can't count on it. But no, they they pushed me supported me every step of the way. I actually met my husband in high school, we started dating our junior year. So it's pretty cool. Because he was with me through all of that. Like we were dating at the time, but he was so supportive. He was like, do this. And I think all of them were just like, this is happening now. So ride the wave. Like, I remember my dad telling me that, like, ride this wave for as long as you can, like, you never know, because it's true, you never know, like, you never know when it's like, okay, done, like, that's all, all you're gonna get. They're like, do it while it's here. And if, if it doesn't work out forever, if it's not super long term, you can do other things. But like, ride this wave and enjoy it for as long as you can. And I mean, it's pretty cool that I've been able to kind of do so many things differently, or do so many different things with, what started with my career so you did so you thinking of dance and you were on dancing with the
0: stars did you think that there would be an end soon or were you like okay this is just gonna be one season
1: do you take it one season at a time or um, what was your plan well so you think you can dance was always gonna be one season so I knew mm-hmm. that was over so that like I think because of that I was like preparing for what was next because I knew it's like it's not like I could go do another season of so you think you can dance right. once you've done it that's all you do but then once Dancing with the stars hit that's when I realized I'm like Because when you look at, I mean, at least before that, when I looked at people who were on the show, they'd be on the show and then they'd be on it for a very, very long time. So I was like, okay, this could be very long term for me. But of course, in the back of my head, how it works on Dancing with the Stars is you sign a contract to be available to them. But that doesn't guarantee that they'll use you for that amount of time, if that makes sense. So every season, I had to find out if they wanted to use me. So like, in my mind, I'm like, this is my long term goal, I'm going to do the best I can every single season, so that they keep bringing me back. And I can do this for as long as possible. So that was it. But at the same time, there was that stress of like, okay, well, was I good enough last season? Or are they going to want to use me this time around? So but that was like, that's when I realized I'm like, this can be my long term, like I can really like, I can work hard, do my best and hopefully be on the show for a really, really long time. So that was cool. Because I think that's where my mentality switched of like, oh, this isn't just a short term thing. Like this could be my my career and my profession for a long time. Yeah.
0: And that must be a lot of pressure, though, to say like, it's up to their hands. It's up to them if if you're coming back or not. What did you do necessarily to like make them want you? I guess is it? Is it like you have to play up your personality? Do you you know, is there anything grow social media following like?
1: So that is that is the unanswered question that nobody I think will ever figure out. I think when I was younger, and when I first started, I beat myself up with that. And I was like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? Like, try to like almost kind of change myself to be what I thought they needed from me. And that was like such a not awesome time in my life. I wasn't happy. I wasn't. I mean, I was still doing the show and I'm grateful that I was still doing it. But I just remember being so just like concerned about what people thought of me and if I was good enough and I had to let that go because it was the miserable pl- way to live and it wasn't fun. And I feel like as soon as I let that go, that's where my career on Dancing with the Stars really started to blossom. I found myself doing so much better with my partners. I actually won my first season. Like I I went through all of those things The okay, I'm so excited to be on the show to crap. I'm not good enough. I need to prove myself every day. I need to be this specific person. But then really Realizing, like, no, I need to be me because that's enough. And if I'm not enough, then this isn't the right job for me. And I started going about life that way. Like, if me and who I am as a person isn't enough for this job, then maybe there's something else out there for me. But I'm so grateful that me and who I was was enough for the show. And I feel like once I let go of that, that's when I started to really, like, really kind of show myself and prove what I could do.
0: Yeah. And what are some of the misconceptions that people might have for reality TV? Because I know, like, for me, I am someone that I think like, oh, reality TV, like, you know, it's probably some of it's probably fake. Some of it's probably like played up. You know, the editors can edit it however they want. Dancing with the Stars is a little different than, you know, like Love Island or whatever. Like it's it's or The Bachelor, like it's definitely different than that. But are there some things that you kind of came in like
1: thinking it would be one way and then it ended up being
0: a totally different way?
1: Well, I think I was a little bit worried about that because you see, I mean, you watch The Bachelor, you see all the things and you feel like there's probably a lot of manipulation that goes on behind the scenes between the cast and the producers. But on Dancing with the Stars, there's none of that. Like I'm never forced to say anything I don't want to say. I don't ever feel like I'm being put in a position where they're trying to make me look bad or look crazy. Like I'm very, we're very lucky on Dancing with the Stars. Like they want us to look our best. They care about us. Like they have our best interest at heart. So that was great. Like, I I think I was more worried about that than I needed to be on Dancing with the Stars. Now I'm not speaking for all reality shows because I know it's all different, but a couple of misconceptions that are so funny and I've actually, I didn't really think these things, but the longer I've been on the show and the questions that people ask me, one of the biggest things that people always assume and always ask is, are you and your partner like in love with each other? Or oh, are these yeah. people like hooking up? And that is always a question and it's so funny. And I think because dance is such an intimate, like, contact sport, everybody thinks that if you do a romantic dance, that must mean that you love the person you're doing it with. And it's so funny because I can't even tell you how many times I'm like, no, like there's nothing going on there. And it's just funny how, and I think dancers get it. It's like, it's acting, it's telling a story. I'm not saying that sometimes there aren't real emotions that come out of that, but it's just so funny. Like I always, always get those questions. And another thing too, is like, is it so difficult for your husband to see you dance with another guy like that? And I'm like, I think if you look at it in a a standpoint from that, but like as dancers, like that's what we do. We're telling a story. We're putting on a show. We're putting on a performance just like actors do. So that's a really funny thing. And then the other thing I would say is people are always like, okay, like, are you guys really friends? And I'm like, no, yes, we really, really are. Like the environment on the show is so awesome. Yes, it's a competition, but like everyone truly is so supportive. And I think people a lot of times assume that that's fake, but I think it's a lot harder to fake a genuine friendship than you would think it is. So Mm -hmm. if you see something genuine, it's probably because it is. So I always just laugh at people being like, but is it real? I'm like, no, it's real. Like it really is. So it's, it's funny to kind of get people's input and see what people see from the outside and then be like, Oh wait, no, that's not how it is at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can see how some people will like ask those questions or think those things and, totally, yeah. But it's funny because like I never compared dancing to acting. Like I never compared the two as like, yeah, you're just putting on a performance because yeah. with dancing, you're still yourself technically, you know, versus yes. like acting is a different role. But no, it's the same totally. thing.
1: Like, no, but it, I agree. It's like, it's still me, but I am portraying whatever. And sometimes that brings out real emotions, but that's how acting is too. Like when you right. see an actor cry, they're pulling from real emotions, but they're telling a story of something else. So it's interesting. Like, I think people forget that. Yeah. That's a huge part of dancing too. It's the storytelling and being able to like portray emotion through your movement. It's a lot harder when you can't say words, but it's, it's definitely a, a very similar thing.
0: Yeah. And You recently made the decision to step away and not return to Dancing with the Stars. What made you make that decision? And was that something that you were thinking about for a while? Something that was a difficult decision to make or... How did you, I guess, come to that like final decision to step away?
1: Yeah. So stepped away for this season. I, I've been telling everybody like I, it's definitely not the end for me. Like I, I do see myself potentially being able to go back and if things align with my family and personal life, then I would love to be back on the show. But yes, that was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Hands down. So difficult. I've kind of shared my why, but it's mostly because family. I mean, my life has changed so much since becoming a mom. Um, Me and my husband live here in Utah. My husband works full time here. This is where both of our families are. And I just feel like at this time in our lives, it's so important for us to all be together, for me to be able to be here with Sage, to not pack up and move and change her life and her her scene. I'm also pregnant, which is exciting and very hard to do a season of Dancing with the Stars pregnant. So it just kind of was a culmination of things. But like I said, like I, it really is a season by season thing. Like I, I'm not saying that I'm done with the show forever, but at this point in our life and where we are, it just, this is what felt right. But it was the toughest decision ever. Like so heartbreaking took me on it I had been thinking about it for months and took me a really long time to actually come to the conclusion but when I did finally make the decision when I did tell the producers I was devastated so sad but I also felt a lot of peace which is what kind of helped me and made me know like I'm making the right decision and just because something is hard doesn't mean that it's not the right thing to do so Mm -hmm. that was a comforting thing for me
0: yeah, and and you also started Movement Club. Did you start that because you
1: knew you were going to walk away from Dancing with the Stars, or did you kind of do that at the same time? No, no, I actually. So I started the Movement Club while I was pregnant with my daughter Sage. This was my first season. So when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I it was I was pregnant during a season of Dancing with the Stars. I was like, I think I was twenty weeks pregnant when they started, so I definitely couldn't do that season. So it was do, during that season. It was the first season that I had sat out of, and I. basically was in a position of like, I'm not able to dance. My body is changing. I still want to move. It was also the start of COVID. All the gyms were closed. Couldn't go do my typical workout classes. And that's when I'm like, I want to create a program because I know there's people who feel the same way as me. And so I started doing that. I started it while I was pregnant with Sage and it's been so great because yes, as my life has evolved and I didn't do this last season of Dancing with the Stars, I'm so grateful that I still had this incredible outlet where I could move my body and like celebrate that because that is always going to be such an important thing to me.
0: Yeah. And I'd love to know, when you thought of the idea originally versus when it actually like came out and was in the public and people could join? Yes. Okay. So this is
1: the timeline. So I find out I'm pregnant March of 2020. I frustrated at home, can't work out, can't do my things. I start doing my own workouts at home, literally in my living room, just like creating my own workouts for myself. I remember it was like summer of 2020. I was like, I feel like this is something I should do. And I remember telling my uh, manager, who's like also my best friend, I'm like, I feel like I should do this, but I feel silly and kind of stupid because who am I? Like, why would I do this? And I'm also like, I'm pregnant. Why would I start a program when I'm pregnant? But that's what made me feel like I should do it even more is because I'm like fitness and like, I don't know, moving your body has nothing to do with what your body looks like. It really is just, about taking care of yourself and your mental state and your physical state. And so I'm like, I don't care that I'm losing my six pack, that I'm literally gaining weight every single day. And my belly's getting bigger. Like that doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with whether or not I should move my body and take care of myself. So that's when the idea started. And then I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to start filming videos. And I was like, I have, I think it was like August when I started filming, I was 26 weeks pregnant. I'm like, okay, well I have about A month and a half to get as many videos done as I can before I have my daughter. So I started filming and I was just like, I'm just going to get as many as I can done. And then as I'm going, I'm like, I really enjoy this. This is hard, but like I enjoy it and I believe in it and stocked a bunch of videos. I was actually able to get um, 50 videos done. We got them all edited. We put them up on the platform and I'm like, we're going to launch this at the start of the new year. I had my daughter in November and we launched the program January of 2021. It was scary and crazy and weird. But it was the response was incredible. Like immediately, I was so happy with how many people were just like excited to join. And it was good timing because we launched the program with those initial 50 videos. But then at that point, I had healed enough from my delivery and my birth that I was already starting to film more workouts. So then since then, I've put up one to two new workouts every single week on the platform, still doing that to this day. And it's evolved so much. I went on to get my certified personal trainer license because I was like, this is something that I think is important to have. And then I'm currently working on my pre and postnatal certification because right now I'm filming and creating a pregnancy program that I will launch once I have my daughter, my second daughter. So it's just been really cool to see how it's evolved. And I've truly gone through like, all of the stages of my body in the past little bit with this program. Filmed my first workouts fully pregnant. Like my last one I filmed when I was like 35 weeks pregnant, I think. Wow! And then filmed through my whole postpartum recovery situation. Like truly it's, and then in the best shape of my life for a while there. And then getting pregnant again like I just really hope that it's and I my goal was is I'm like I want I know people are going through this as well and I want them to feel like they have a place to go where it's not like you have to be in the best shape of your life if you want to do this thing Mm -hmm. right and you didn't start when you were in the best shape of your life like you literally started started in the worst shape of my life I think (laughs) so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, I think that's so relatable to so many different people, like especially women. But I think it's just one of those things going back to what we were talking about, how sometimes programs can feel super intimidating because it's like Absolutely. you have to have a ton of equipment. You have to have a gym membership. You have to, you know, know what you're doing. You have to know what like this type of like a what's a Romanian deadlift? Like, I don't yes. know what's a Arnold yes. press, you know, and like a lot of people I don't agree. know those things. So it's just refreshing to see that it's something that's a little bit more relatable and accessible, I guess, for anyone in like any type of body, any time of their life, any part of their fitness journey.
1: Absolutely. That is exactly what I want to like put out there. So I'm so glad that that's what you are getting from it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's incredible. And
0: you seem to have done a lot of it yourself too. Like you were the one filming the videos, sending it over to get edited. Like you're still filming all of the videos. Do you have a team around you or who is kind of helping you or is anyone helping you out with this?
1: Yeah, so I film everything by myself. I literally go to a studio, press record, film my video, press stop, stop. And I do have an editor, so that's super helpful because that is like way above my my knowledge abilities. But yeah, I film everything, do everything by myself. I'm so grateful within the past like six months, we've started to build out a really awesome team. I have somebody who uploads all my videos, who does all of our customer service. We have a social media team. We have a PR team. I have my manager who does so much for us, but it's really cool how much it's grown. But in the start, it was like, it was kind of just like a one man situation. And I wanted to do that because I'm like, let's just, see what we can like what we can create. And it's been so cool that we've been able to grow this brand and this team into something that's really just pretty awesome,
0: yeah. And what does your routine look like now compared to what it did when you were, you know, on Dancing with the Stars?
1: Like daily routine or
0: workout routine? Yeah, your daily routine. Okay.
1: Oh gosh. I mean, everything is different. I mean, before having a daughter, literally a routine was do whatever I need to do all day and only think about what I need to get done. But Dancing with the Stars was grueling. It was such a different schedule. It was 24-7 in rehearsals all day, um, doing fittings, doing interviews. It was a lot more like, was more of that like glamorous, I won't even say glamorous because not glamorous, but that Hollywood life, like on camera all the time, always kind of like, on top of my game, performing, choreographing, this, that, that. And now it feels just as busy, but so different. It's changing <laughs> diapers. It's feeding my toddler. It's taking her to her dance class. It's making sure I get my workouts in, making sure I finish all my social media needs for the day. It's cleaning the house, doing the laundry. So it's just so funny how like my life has changed so much from 24 seven of something that is totally different to my 24 seven of what I'm doing now. But I absolutely love it. I'm so grateful for both aspects. I feel like my time on Dancing with the Stars and the grueling schedule and like the demands that come with that show and with that that career have really prepared me for motherhood, which is great. And now it's like motherhood is the best role and the toughest job I think I'll ever have. But it's really cool because I've still been able to incorporate a lot of different things into that schedule.
0: Yeah, you seem like you're really going after your passions and like what, you know, feels right, which I think is so great, because now you get to do that and be at home, like we were saying. So exactly, exactly. It's a a balance. I don't think you'll ever be exactly balanced. But everyone like you have always never You try to get it there.
1: (laughs) I know. You just do your best. That's
0: all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on the podcast. This was great. (laughs) I really loved hearing about your experience and also about just why you decided to start Movement Club, why you decided to step away and kind of see how your priorities have shifted in like the best way possible. So
1: yeah, well, thank you. This was such a good chat. I loved talking with you. Yeah, thank you
0: again. Where can they find you? And where can they find Movement Club? Yes,
1: yeah, so you can follow me on all social channels at at Lynn's Arnold. And then you can follow the Movement Club at, at the Movement Club on Instagram and TikTok. And then you can join the program at movementclub.com. So definitely check it out. Out. there's a seven day free trial, which I love because it's like, you can just check it out and see if it's right for you. And if it's not, then cool. No strings attached. But I think it's so important to at least like, I always, I'm just like, why not? Like, why mm-hmm. not just try it and see if it's for you? Because maybe it will be. And then, and I think it will be. So I'm like, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.